Warning, the podcast you are about to listen to is explicit. We are here to talk about our lives, the great times, the messy times, but let's be honest, we learn from those messy times. Content may be triggering as we explore together our lives, spirituality, trauma, recovery, and growth. Welcome to Stumbling Through Enlightenment. I'm Jason. And I'm Edward. Every day we are working through our shit, and today we invite you to work through some of yours with us. Let me give you a quick rundown on what we're going to do in today's episode. The first part of the episode is where Ed and I talk about what's going on in our day-to-day lives and where you'll be able to hear how we support each other's growth. During the second portion, Ed and I will have a deep dive discussion topic ranging from self-awareness, metaphysics, mental health, personal discovery, and much more. thought it was going well you know how you know how <laughs> i know that's that's a new one right you know how like you're you're like traveling along in life and you're like things are going okay you know they're not necessarily great but they're you know yeah. you've got an even keel and then something happens and you just kind of like fall over the edge yeah okay. i mean it's that's how i would define my life oh okay fair enough i mean that's that that's how i would define living right okay well see for me i like <laughs> to grab on and hold on to those like right you know Okay, so this is not so great. This is uneven territory, and I'd like to just continue to move back into good even territory. Yeah, and let that be it. Um, but I got word this this weekend um, that my aunt passed away. Oh, okay. And I so it wasn't is like it somebody you're close to. Or? It is. So I haven't seen her in a while. She lives on like the other side of the country. T- yeah. Um, and she hasn't been traveling for a while. Um. And we knew it was coming. And uh, I How want, old is this she, I mean, 93. So, like, it's not like... So, it's not like somebody died in a car accident tragically. Tragically, no. An no. old person who lived their entire life, probably quite well, Very passed well. away. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. you know, it's, okay. still, it's still... Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, nothing, nothing like out of the ordinary. Nothing yeah. Like, yeah. You know, tragic about but it. But it's, it's a death for it's you. It's a death. And it's a loss. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially because I haven't seen her in in a number of years. You know, it's been... So that makes it more of a loss for you. It does, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Because, I mean, you know, it was always a treat to see my aunt. I mean, that was just one of those things. So I have two aunts that live, like, on the other side of the country from from the rest of the family yeah so when they show up it, it's, it's always like a treat you know Absolutely, what i mean or like, yeah. when, I it's get like to... when we go to texas and visit our family exactly it just hit me and it hit me a lot harder than i i thought it would you know what i mean like i wasn't really expecting i knew she was on hospice yeah you know she was getting yeah. ready to yeah, go yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden i find this out and i'm like what i'm emoting i'm grieving obviously um but it just kind of like threw me for a loop for like Three or four days, you know, yeah. or just what do I do? Because I, I can't go out for the funeral. You know, that's that's not going to happen. No. Um, yeah. and, and I don't expect I don't think anybody expects me to necessarily. Um, <laughs> what if they did? Who gives a shit? Right. Like, but it's I just, can't afford, you know, a thousand dollar <laughs> trip for someone who has, you know, I mean, I, I could see if it was like a tragic car accident of yeah. an 18 year old in the family. And like, you know, like I could see if it was something like that. But right. I mean, to think that you'd go all the way out there and spend all that money just to see somebody who 
has lived a very, very long life be put in the ground. I mean, that just it that that doesn't make sense to me. And I mean, in general, I have often felt that um, like that's that very sociopathic part that I picked up from my dad. Right. Is like for me, a lot of times when people die, they they die. Yeah. You know, there isn't a lot of of grieving that goes along with it. Now, that being said, I'm also the person that like five years from now, you know, something will come up yep. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, you know, you know what I mean? Like for me, it's always felt very like, like I, I've never felt like I have a time of mourning. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've always felt like a person dies and they're now off on like their next journey and good for them like right you know what i mean like i and i i think that that's where like that that weirdness about some of the negative stuff that i took on comes from yeah because it i don't i i don't typically go through that process well and you don't i mean i think given and and i i I could be wrong but i mean given given your upbringing and and what happened like outside of your chosen family yeah you know you really did not have an extended family or or like a bunch of people oh no i mean it was like your your grandmother your mom and your dad well my grandmother was incredibly close to me and she died at 98 yeah and i felt happy for her right i mean i didn't feel any loss of her does that make sense? Like, yeah. I guess I I don't I don't often experience that situation as a loss of the person. Where I mean I mean I guess a lot of people do, but I don't I don't know. I've just never felt that way. I've always felt like it, you're not losing the person. The person's just like moving away, basically. Right. 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 Uh, my. Anyway, sorry. I no, mean, no, that's, I, that's I don't okay. mean to. I, it's just it's so interesting when you have a loss for yeah. me to observe it. Yeah. Like especially when it's somebody that isn't like your mom or your dad or your sister. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for for you to have these people that you're connected to that are like way out here. You know, I'm I'm using like a hand yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, right, so yeah. like no, like you went from you. like this little ball with my hand to like you know this wide arm thing, right? And I guess I just I and it's it so it's also weird because it's like one of those ADHD things, right? Mm-hmm. You're not here, so you're not in my like thoughts, kind of a thing, right? And it's almost like that to an extreme, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do. I do. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I have a difficult time with with friendships. And, like, I won't realize that I haven't talked or seen a person forever, necessarily. Right. And then all of a sudden, I like, I look, oh, well, the last time I was here was two weeks ago. And they're like, no, it's been, like, three months now. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> shit, you know? Um, so, I mean, I do get it. And I think... I think that that's part of, for me, the, the, the like, the hiccup piece. Yeah. You know, it doesn't always last long, but it, it there's that, that hiccup piece of adjustment because I don't necessarily always think about them or I think about them during special moments or whatever. And then, like, with my aunt, like, I think about her at the holidays, obviously, um, and... And if something comes up or if I'm getting getting together with family, of course, we talk about her at that point in time because it's been, like I said, a little while since I've seen her. Yeah. But I think the the finality of it is weird 
a weird juxtaposition because I'm like, oh, well, you know, maybe I'll go out and see her, you know, maybe I'll plan a trip and, and on that trip I'll go see her or whatever. And now that's not even possible. And I, I think that that's kind of what it is. It's like a grief, not of necessarily the person, but of the good times the person represented. And yeah. then also the fact that, okay, well, now I have to wrap my head around that I, I'm never going to see her, you know, so because again, you know, physically, so that's just not going to be a thing, you know. Um, and I guess I think that that's part of it. I mean, and this just like this just happened. So I'm like in the little the little whirlwind that is my my brain at this moment. But I've had long conversations with one of my clients. His mother passed um, within the last, I don't know, year or so. Yeah. And, you know, we kind of knew it was coming. And when we were ta he and I were talking about it, he, he asked the same thing because he feels basically the same way that you do. He's like, you know, she's she's lived a long life without my dad. You know, she's gone home to see my dad. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't he's like i'm a little sad but he's like i'm not really it doesn't it doesn't really yeah. affect me i'm not really like angry or, or heartbroken he's like does that make me a psychopath and he actually asked me that and i'm like yeah i don't think so i think it's just a truthfully i think it's a healthier way to be in a lot of ways i don't know i don't know either i don't know i mean i i can see i can see the good and bad in both if that makes sense yeah like um like even when my my adopted mother died, my initial thought was like, "That's how I want to go out. You did it the right way." It wasn't like, "Right, oh, I'm gonna miss you." You know what I mean? Like, because I still feel like I feel her. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't feel that disconnection that not seeing her body matters right. anymore. Do you know what I mean? If that makes sense, yeah. Like, and yeah, I mean, it was more of like it was more of like a, a happiness for her than anything else, yeah. because, you know, she had a type of cancer that can be incredibly painful to die from. And she had like pain and then she went into like a coma and then never woke up. Right. And that was it. Like all that pain that she could have spent months having, years having. No. Right. Started and boom, she was gone. Right. Then I think the same thing. I mean, my aunt didn't die of cancer, but it was very similar. Like she, her body started deteriorating. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was talking to my cousin and she's like, you know, we kept her home, which is what she wanted. Yeah. You know, and it was, it was about two months from the time that we, we knew she was, she was headed in that direction to the time that she passed. So that's a long time. It yeah. is a long time for family and, and whatnot to support. And it's a long time to sit, be able to say goodbye, but it, it's, um, it's a fairly short time for your body to just decompose, you know, not decompose, but to like, Oh no, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Shut down. And, yeah. and so you're not suffering, which is, which is great. I mean, my father was the same way, you know, yeah. I mean, he was starting to have a hard time walking from the house to the car. Yeah. And that's about the time that he left, you know, yeah. that's about the time that he passed is, you know, before things got too horrible and he also got to die. Well, he didn't end up dying at home because it was in a rehab environment at the moment, but he was still living at home when he passed and that's yeah. what he wanted. You know, he didn't want to go into a nursing home. Yeah. You know, that was not his style in any way. Shape, yeah. Or form. yeah. 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 <laughs> you know? Um, so there is some, there is some blessings for that. And, and I, 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 I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I really hadn't thought about that too much. Yeah. At this point, just I just kind of like it got hit with it, and I was like, okay, my brain. Um, but other than that, 
other than that that's a lot it is a lot it is a lot <laughs> other than that um i think you're you're you just coughed a little bit like i i had the same thing that or something very similar that you had you had gotten sick yeah and i had gotten it a little bit before and that whatever is going around and i'm watching facebook and i'm seeing people on facebook like how long is this thing supposed to last and yeah. i i got very lucky with it and because this was like a well, week there's ago. a bunch of stuff going around. Yeah. I mean, it's not just one thing. It's there's there's a lot of stuff going around. There's COVID. There's the flu. There's just regular seasonal illness. You know what I mean? It's just it's stupid. Yeah, it's stupid how much stuff's going around right I, now. I'm wondering if a lot of us are not are like mine didn't last very long. It was about a week, but it was there was a couple of days in that week where I literally could barely keep my eyes open type thing. Yeah. Um but I, I wasn't anywhere near that bad. You I, mean, I was tired, yeah. but I wasn't like forcing myself to keep my eyes open or anything. Were like were that. you still able to go to work and, and Yeah, and I mean I normally? I yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have to be dead to not <laughs> function normally, legitimately. I mean, I just, I hate to be that, ooh, I'm sick person in bed. Right. Like, that That just, I, I, I have a lot of triggers around that. So, yep. you know, if I'm sick, I'm typically out and about living my life and right. trying not to get other people sick. But, yeah, I don't, I mean, I have to be like, I have to be sick sick you know like fever chills yeah all that kind of stuff really a fever will knock me out yeah um but i've had pneumonia probably 10 times at this point in my life and you know i find out that i have pneumonia because all of a sudden my chest hurts <laughs> right you know or something like that like i just i i i that happens to me you know my kidney stones that i've had yeah um I've only had maybe two that really put me out and the rest of them I've just kind of worked through, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if that has to do with like my feet being so jacked up and just having to, I mean, you can't not walk like, right. You got to walk. You got to be able to get places. You got to be able to go to the bathroom. Like, you know what I mean? So, so like kind of like that. just suck it up and deal with it yeah. as opposed to, Taking that time to like really nurture yourself and and get yourself back into good health, I just kind of run through it. <laughs> I do, and it's it's awful. It's not good, right? But it's definitely how I how I how I handle sickness. Yeah, yeah. I I went to work because I I woke up and the day Saturday was the worst day for me, or Friday was the worst day. However, that worked. I woke up and i just thought oh well i just i'm just a little tired so i went to work and you know i hadn't really been feeling horrible and then like the cough and everything hit i didn't get a fever but i like i literally for the entire day basically sat and made sure that people lived that was my day at work because you know i just <laughs> yeah i mean that's 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 that sounds like a, a good day because <laughs> i just i couldn't um <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I can remember in group homes going to work and like laying down on the couch. Yep. Like for a shift because I just felt like crap. That was the first time I ever had pneumonia. I was in a I was working in a group home and uh that was really really bad that first time. Yeah. And um yeah, I mean I I got it because I was going to work 
and taking so much cough medicine that I wasn't coughing. And uh, that's how I got pneumonia the first time. Yep. Um, but yeah, yeah. And I, I don't do cough medicine either. I can't do cough medicine. That was the last time and the only time as an adult that I've ever had such an issue coughing that I've made myself take cough medicine. Is and that was the first it... time I got pneumonia. Oh, yeah. They, I used to, one of the people that used to abuse me would feed me Robitussin oh, so that I gosh. would trip and kind of become unconscious. Yeah. 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 I mean, Robitussin was just, it's one of the easier things that you can get that really can, right. you know, can take somebody out. Makes sense. See, and me, I, for whatever reason, am crazy and I love like the taste of i've never robo tripped which is kind of funny because like i yeah love, i mean if you love cough medicine the taste of cough medicine. why not like, that's a cheap way to get high right, right there <laughs> it is it is and you you get you i mean it it it's not a bad high right i i again don't know drink a couple bottles of cough syrup a couple of bottles of cough syrup i could do that cough syrup shooters would be great you know a little bit of whipped cream i don't know anyway yeah yeah, it's also why I like Dr Pepper because it tastes very much like cough syrup, in my opinion. But you, do you like um, like black licorice? Oh, I love black licorice. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like a whole set of taste buds that some people have. Yeah, and most people don't have. You know what I mean? Like that's a unique set of of tastes yeah. to enjoy. Yeah, that and you either really love it, or right. You Really, hate yeah, it. There's no yeah. Like, there's yeah, I no can take or leave right, it. right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's life anyway. That's where I am. All right. Well, I'm sorry to hear about your aunt, but I'm happy to hear that she's moved on. I mean, you know, I've always felt like I actually said this, like psychologically in my mind. I was thinking about some stuff yesterday and I was thinking about my grandmother mm -hmm. and I was thinking like that would be a curse. It would be a curse to live that long because I'd have to see everybody done. Right. You know, she watched friends die. She watched her son die. She watched her husband die. She watched her family members die. You know what I mean? She, everybody died. Yeah. Everybody died. I think that would be the worst part of it. I mean, that's, because, yeah, I mean, her husband has been gone for, I don't know, it's, it, it's hard to tell with COVID, but I think like five years now. Yeah. You know, so she's been without him for five years and, um. You know, I know that a number of her friends have have passed along along the way. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's get, you watch your your community shrink, right? And then and, you're the only one, and then you're the only one left. So yeah, I I never I don't really think about that too much. But how much of a curse? That I think be? it would be a curse. I think it would be a curse. Yeah, but you also want to live forever, right? And I don't, right? Like I'm I I feel like that would be a curse to live forever to have to watch everyone around me die yeah 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 it would it's that's that's something i've always always felt like because i watched her go through that and she didn't go through it quietly mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it was very obvious with her that she just kept losing people and i think watching that gave me a different perspective maybe yeah because it i i can't imagine I can't imagine watching one of my kids die. Yeah. You know, I can't imagine watching you die, watching my wife die, you know, watching my brother and sister die. Like, 
So what you're saying is we all have to be taking a, a trip to an exotic place and just <laughs> right. like have it all over at the same right. time. Right. We have to go into the Bermuda Triangle <laughs> right. together. Yeah. <laughs> it it just it's always been one of those things on my mind. Like, and I think it's probably because my parents died so young. Yeah. You know, my biological parents died so young. Like, I've already lost the entire top of my family. Right. So everything now is me down yeah i think you know? i think watching you know children die your 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 kids die would be like, no matter how old you know yeah. you are they yeah are, I think yeah probably they're still the your worst. kid yeah. yeah i mean i lost a cousin and my sister and i s- still become uh you know emotionally upset when, when when we think about it too much but um you know we were like the three copieros you know like whenever the family got together we were yeah. all about the same age so we you know my sister was closer because they were closer in age than i was but um you know we were always playing and then all of a sudden i mean it's been i think it's been 12 years now uh not really sure it's, it's been a while though and and you know she just she just passed away just you know yeah no no rhyme, no reason, just went to sleep, did not wake up, you yeah. know, one of those type things. And it yeah. was just so very sudden. Um, and, and, you know, I like watching her mother and now her mother, of course, is she had, a, she had a couple of kids and, and her mother is now taking care of the children as well, which yeah. I, is and not just her mother, but her, the entire family. But it's, it, that is, was difficult for a long time for, I know, oh, for yeah. the entire family. Cause like, you know, we see, we see her daughter and her daughter looks so much like her it's crazy and then you yeah. know you're transported back so yeah but to watch your children pass i think would probably be the worst yeah i don't know i i i i've wondered that too like would it be worse to watch my wife or my kids like yep. and i don't know i don't know which one yeah i don't know Dive your off. they're oh. just two totally unique and close relationships do you know what i mean like yeah so hopefully i'll die long before them i mean for your happiness i hope you pass before all of us but at the same time right go out happy (laughs) surrounded by the people you love not old surrounded by no one right you know like wow interesting that's my take on it right So, I have been thinking a lot about lying lately. Okay. Um, and can I ask what's brought that on? What's what's brought it on? Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't, I, you know, I don't know what prompted thinking about it. Um, I know that it's it's been a consistent theme in my life yeah like i've really struggled for most of my life with not being honest yeah um and trying to understand where that comes from and trying to in a way normalize it Mm -hmm. if that makes sense um and that's kind of what i wanted to offer with this discussion okay is just a a reality of how much lying is present Mm mm-hmm and how much we all use that in different ways. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I found out a couple of interesting things. Okay. Uh, just a, a couple of facts to start off with. In the course of a 10-minute conversation, 
people will lie at least three times. Really? Yep. So that must include things like hyperbole, like where you're making yourself bigger. Lying than... is anything that is not authentic. No. Authentic. Okay. Lying is anything that is not authentic. Okay. And that's something that I found really interesting because from this perspective that we're going to be talking about, lying really has um, purposes yeah. in, in different ways. So another little fact, um, Coco the gorilla. Yep. This is uh, – so lying itself is not species specific. Um, really? Yeah. The, the Coco the gorilla – had um he's able or she i think is able she. to communicate via sign language yeah um and she blamed her kitten for ripping the sink off the wall in her enclosure really yeah yeah she has a little kitten and when they came in just you know yeah. and saw that the sink had been pulled off the wall they were like what happened coco and she basically blamed it on the kitten now that I find that interesting, like I, when I was growing up, Coco was like a a, a big thing. I actually had like several little books on Coco. Oh, really? Because yeah, it, at the I time, had never heard of Coco prior to this. At the time, it was it was monumental that they were able to teach this gorilla all of the sign language, and they were able to communicate in ways like we could, you know. Yeah. And we, and and I understand those ideas and stuff. So it's That's really awesome. It's really cool to know that lying. It, is not is species specific. Pretty universal, it sounds well, like. Well, and there were other there were other instances of it other than Coco. That was the most obvious instance of it. Yeah, so lying for survival has been part of the human culture since the beginning, mm -hmm. which is why more modern cultures incorporated lying into our religions and our legal systems. Okay. Um, for instance, the commandments, you shouldn't lie. Yeah. Um, and... You know, you go to any court and what are you doing? You're, you're swearing an oath right. to not lie. Uh, lying requires two opposing beliefs, which require two which require you to struggle with dissidents, which is why physiologically it's difficult to lie. Oftentimes you'll feel a physical discomfort when you're lying. I have read I, – I read a, a – a piece on on lying and, and truth and, and how we how we perceive ourselves and how that works yeah and there are spaces where we continually move like this is okay of a lie this level is is okay like you know to say well i was the best thing here since sliced bread yeah, when yeah. really what you did is you just showed up you know like yeah. that sort of thing yeah versus you know an outright lie like you know oh uh i'm not at home right now i'm you know 150 miles away so i can't come into work type yeah. thing you know yeah 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 yeah, and we are there. We're going to talk a little bit about the different types of lies, okay. which which we'll definitely get to that. Um, so the physiological response is actually how they developed the lie detector Yeah, is because they were able to, to measure these things anecdotally. And that's why the lie detector isn't something that's admissible because it's a machine based on... Uh, Antidote. Yeah. It's a machine based on we think people do this when this happens. Right. Um, so pathological liars <clears throat> is one of the things we're going to talk about. So pathological liars actually have far more white matter in the brain. And the white matter is the connective matter. So it, it's what pulls things 
together from different spaces quickly. Okay. Right? So that makes them much more uh, successful at coming up with a quick lie, um, not being able to uh, necessarily hold long-term relationships because they can't um, they can't keep track. As you know, people say you can't keep track of your lies. Yeah, what that actually is is it's the lie was created in white matter, and white matter doesn't hold information. Gotcha. Okay. So. <clears throat> They've actually proven that uh, pathological liars have 14% less gray matter in the brain. So gray matter is the part that is logical. It's the part that is able to organize, able to retain that kind of stuff. Yeah. So they actually have less of that physio- physiological ability yeah, because okay. they have less gray matter. Um, so a couple of different types of lies. There's a white lie. Right? Everybody heard of the white lie. Oftentimes, these are small, untruthful statements motivated because the truth of the answer, the truthful answer would be socially unacceptable, lead to some sort of conflict, or hurt someone's feelings. I put a pot in the, in, in the, in the oven because I didn't want you to, that's a lie. Yeah. In all, for all intents and purposes, because it, it doesn't exist. Yeah. You know, that, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, fear of conflict. Yeah. Being judged, violating social norms, disapproval, or offending another person is the fear that drives that lie. Yeah. Um, uh, concealment lie. This is one of the ones that that people use a lot. So that's making a false statement about yourself or making statements that you have extraordinary capabilities. So this stems from a fear of being irrelevant, unneeded, ordinary, or average. Okay. So um, that's one that comes up for a lot of people. You know, like um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um I know, right? A good example. I had one for this one. Uh, oh, so like you know, I'm I'm the best driver, right? I'm you know the I'm a human Google. There you go. Yeah, I mean, we've heard Ed say that before. Yep. Um, I'm you know a an expert marksman. You know, like um, Anything that ingratiates yourself to make you more than what you are because there's a serious concern that being who you are just isn't enough. Right. Uh, Truthful lie. So this is a lie where you cleverly omit key elements of the story. Um, So oftentimes we call this, you know, leaving out the facts. Right. A lie of omission. Yeah. A lie of omission. Yeah. Um, So... You know, somebody might say, like, yes, I worked on Sunday, but you really only worked for five minutes on Sunday. Right, yeah. You know, but you're, oh, I, I work so hard on Sunday. You know, I work seven days a week. You know, right. that kind of a thing. <laughs> and um, really, you just checked your voicemail on Sunday and that was it. Right, you know, exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> um, I think I've done that before, too. <laughs> I think I've been like, you know, yeah, I worked all weekend, but I was really just like on call or something. You yeah. know what I mean? And maybe nobody called. Um <laughs> So these next couple are a little bit more insidious. So the puppeteer lie is oftentimes where you get that kind of narcissistic person. So Mm -hmm. the puppeteer lie is often done out of either pleasure, 
um, power or some sort of gain. Okay. So it's uh, manipulating others through gossip, rumors, or manipulation tactics, or exploiting someone's believability. So that could be, you know, gaslighting somebody. Yep. Um, would be a, a puppeteer type lie. So um, oftentimes it's for control because you have a fear of losing control, losing a relationship, or disapproval in the relationship. Okay. Um, so a lot of the puppeteer lies tend to be more uh, interpersonal related. Yeah. And a lot more severe than the than the ones we've just talked about. Yes. Yeah. 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 More more insidious. It's more to it. it yeah. It, it it can hurt somebody a lot more. Um, the intimidator. So this is uh, you hear parents telling this lie all the time, right? Yeah. Um, you know your your eyes will get stuck that way. You're, you know, going to be grounded for a month if you don't do this. Right. Um, if you two don't knock it off, I'm going to kill someone. Right. You're exactly. really not. But, you exactly. know. <laughs> exactly. Um, so some the the next one, and, and this is going to be a little bit more more uh, difficult, I think, for a lot of people. And these are trauma related lies. Okay. So these tend to be lies about your personality that you tell yourself. So I uh, need to be exceptional is one of them. That's yep. a big one. Like, you know, um, being average, being normal is unacceptable. Yeah. You know, and I probably average is better than normal. But, you know, being average is unacceptable. If you're not um, the best or if you're not accomplishing something you're not worthy right that kind of a thing um the belief they have no value uh the need for everything to be on everyone else so that is the avoidant kind of lie um where you're just kind of you're you're blaming everything else other than Right. Taking that ownership. My, my failure is not my failure. It's everybody else's failure. I wouldn't have failed if, if you know, these people had done their jobs. Right. Right. Um, needing to be everything for everyone um, to prove that you're good enough. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> and then this last one, I know it's going to be probably a little bit of a trigger for people um, to connect this with lying. But it's, again, this is a trauma-related lie. So it's really a belief about yourself that drives it versus trying to manipulate someone else. Yeah. And that is adapting to the room. So yeah. people that pick up mannerisms, pick up routines, pick up accents. Yep. Because of the lack of belief and confidence in self, when you do that, when you adapt to the room, you're actually negating your own ego. Yeah. And you're, you're taking on other people's. Um, and that's what all of the trauma ones really are, is they're, they're separating you from who you really are because of a belief that that isn't safe or isn't good enough. Right, right. Um, and then some signs of lying are making statements like to be honest mm -hmm. to tell the truth we know that right <laughs> um but we have so 
in 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 at work, right? Yeah. There was this point in time, and I don't know exactly what was going on, but like we had all just kind of picked up the term. Well, I'm not going to lie, <laughs> or it, or to be completely honest, you know, and 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 we we started calling each other on it. We were like, really? So you mean usually you do lie to me? Is that what you're saying? Right, so this right. one's the truth, but you know, and there were three or four of us that we just it. It for probably about three months where that just kept going around. It was just so much yeah. fun, actually. Adapting to the room, yep. picking up other people's mannerisms. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, and you do you. I I would say that that I find in trauma survivors more than anything else. Yeah, is their ability to mimic. Yeah, you know, I think you call it masking sometimes. Yep. Um, and understanding that that really is a distruth to yourself yeah if that makes sense like because a lot of people will look at that as a skill you know they see it as a really positive thing their ability to be in a group with anybody yeah um and unfortunately oftentimes for trauma survivors it's being able to negate yourself to a degree that you are comfortable for anyone yeah. You can be that anything for anyone. Yeah. Um, so anyway, back to the, the sign. So Sorry. to tell the truth, to be honest, mm -hmm. um, the next one is oftentimes they will over enunciate or use or not use contractions. So um, hmm. they are versus there, you know, can't versus cannot. Yep. Um, and then the over enunciating is always something that. I always pick up when people do that. Like they become way more clear about their enunciation. Right. Um, but I didn't know it was a sign of lying. Neither did I. Uh, another one. Everybody's heard of this one. Uh, shaking your head no while saying yes. Yeah. Yeah. That That's a common one. Um, unusual eye contact, but typically it's holding eye contact for too long. There was this thing. Thing for a long time that if you're lying you cannot hold eye contact so people psychologically who know this will sit there and they'll just stare at you yeah. at the time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um and then the other thing I thought was really funny, and this is part of that physiological piece of the dissidence that your body will feel when you lie, mm -hmm. and it's being rigid. Yep. So people when they're lying will oftentimes stay very very still. Because they're using the amount of brain power that they would to move on creating the lie. Yeah. Or because they don't want to give you a perception that they have weird body language. Yeah. So they just have none. So that's that's my information about lying. So there's there's a couple of things. That, yeah. Like so like one of the things to add to your 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 list there of signs for lying is if a person uses a set of numbers yeah and they continue to use a number so like 770 700 you know 77 or like 57 times i did this like 57 times yeah you know yeah anything like that that continues to to use those repetitive numbers yeah that's usually a a, a, a sign sense. of a lie yeah and then when they look to the left 
when a person kind of, if they're thinking about something and they're yeah. like, uh, and they're looking to the left, it engages the right part of the brain, which is the brain that makes things up. Creative, yeah. And creative, and it's more likely a lie. Now, that that's... That actually know. I read is not true. It isn't. Okay, so yeah. that's something that... Yeah, I, one I, of the, that was one of the misnomers. Um, but yeah, that was, you know, that was, that was one of the that things. Was that was disproven, like, okay. Yeah, and I I don't remember the reasoning. I didn't really pay a lot of attention to that now part. You're looking to the left, I'm watching you now. <laughs> uh, I didn't really pay a lot of attention to that part, right? Um, because it wasn't really what I was looking for. But I do, I did, I did see that 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 specific thing yeah. was a was one of those urban legend type things. Huh. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. No, I think I think. So I was I was listening and I wanted to to you know absorb all of this before I even thought about something. But you know, culturally, you know, a lot of our culture has developed from a space where we were really in survival, the world for survival. But now survival means something completely different. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's it's we're not running from lions anymore. We're not running from lions anymore. No, instead we're, you know, we're we're trying to find our way to balance our home life versus our work life or, yeah. you know, so I know that when I have had the most visceral responses physically to lying, it's usually when I'm telling an outright lie and it's usually when I'm doing it because I cannot stand up for myself and just say no. Yeah. So, like, if work is involved, instead of saying, "Oh, you know, I, 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 I don't want to come in. I just, I just don't want to come in. It's my day off, and I don't want to come in." I will say, "Oh, well, you know, again, I'm like 400 miles away. I'm not even in town right now, or yeah. whatever." So those are the white lies. Yeah, those are the the lies where you're. It's not socially acceptable, so you're using something else to avoid being socially unacceptable. Right. Right. Yeah. And then the lies of self. I mean, like I hadn't thought about masking as a lie per se, but it, it is, you know. Yeah. Um and and I know why we do it. You know, we do it to create to escape criticism. We do it to you know to, to fit in so that we're feeling safe. Yeah. Um and it and it's a survival tactic as far as that goes. But I'd never really thought about it I mean, I understand that it's an untruth because it's yeah. not it's, it's not who I am. Disingenuous, disingenuous. Yeah. yeah, but I've never really thought of it as actually being a lie. And now that I have, I, <laughs> I'm wondering what that's going to do to me, like, yeah, you know, brain wise, you know, and that truth and being able to just say, I yeah. I don't need to tell you why. You know, I don't yeah. need to make up an excuse. I don't need to tell yeah. you a lie. I don't need to tell you a truth. I don't need to tell you anything. I just need to say, you know. Yeah. It's it's interesting, like, we, we started off with lying and, and got to this point. But, you know, I think that, at least for me, the lies that I tell myself are probably far far more number than the yeah. lies that I, I really talk about to other people, you know. I yeah. mean, white lies, sure. But, you know, like... But I, 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 I'm a master at lying to myself. Yeah. About, you know, well, my, and I my think, situation. I think the the presentation part. Yeah. You know, who are you? You know? And yeah. having to ask that is I think very indicative of being in that place where you're invalidating who you are constantly. Constantly. Yeah. 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 hope you enjoyed the show today remember you can always reach out to us through our facebook page at stumbling through enlightenment follow us on twitter at stumbling 
T-H-R-O-U-2. Go to our website to check out more episodes and information about us personally. That is stumblingthroughenlightenment.squarespace.com. You can also reach out to us directly at stumblingthroughenlightenment at gmail.com. That's it for today. Have a great week.